0: Visit roberthalf.com today.
1: Europa League quarterfinals preview. Jimmy Conrad, James Bench, we give you a parlay partay. So many good games to look ahead to. Europa League preview begins right now. A week unlike another is finally here. The Masters returns to Augusta National where Dustin Johnson will defend his green jacket. Go join the First Cut Golf Podcast where the entire crew is previewing this year's tournament from storylines to picks and even daily fantasy advice. The First Cut has you covered. The First Cut Golf Podcast is available wherever you're listening to this pod. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Lasso, our Europa League preview. Jimmy Conrad,
2: how are you? I am wearing an Arsenal scarf and a Villarreal jersey. I don't know if that makes me some weird fan, but I'm okay with it. You are that guy. You are that guy. You know what? Actually, I'm okay with being that guy today because I want to see this matchup in the semifinals. I want to see Unai Emery get his revenge against the team that sacked him. I'm here for that.
1: I'm 100% with you, but I have somebody here that might want that. James Bench, how are you?
0: <laughs> Absolute sickos, the lot of you. <laughs> what is wrong with you, people? Thank you. Thank you for having me on the Europa League podcast. I think we all know by now that, um, honestly, Champions League weeks are only just like the amused bouche to <laughs> Europa League. For me. The so dress talk- rehearsal, that's right. <laughs> let's talk cook, <Hankook>, baby. <laughs> I love it. you well, welcome, James Bench. Welcome,
1: Jimmy Conrad. Welcome, everybody. The Europa League, as James Bench said. For some, it's probably an even more entertaining competition just because of the diversity of clubs here. And let me just break it down very quickly for you. Arsenal, Slavia, Praha, Granada, Manchester United. Ajax, Roma. Dinamo, Zagreb, Villarreal. Uh, wow. Just really some good games here. Where should we begin, everybody? Let's let's talk Arsenal. Let's talk Arsenal. For, <laughs> because we have some news uh, that already came out. Uh, you know, James Bench reporting, Mikel Arteta confirming. Uh, what do we have here with Kieran Tmierny? Uh
0: James Bench? At least four weeks out. So that's pretty much, uh, it's definitely the quarterfinals, probably both semi-final ties if Arsenal get that far. I mean, the way Mikel Arteta was talking about it in the press conference, it might even be he misses the final. It might even be that he misses the Euros for Scotland. Now, oh, I think that's yeah. all really talking worst-case scenario, but, um, you know, Kieran Tierney is, for his all his excellence, he is a player that has struggled with injuries in the past, and that's the greatest sign that someone will struggle with injuries again in the future. He is also massive to the way Arsenal play. Not only do they not have a proper left-back, it will probably be Bakayo Saka and Cedric sharing duties over the next month but he's their leading chance creator in the Premier League and the Europa League. He is the man that brings the best out of your Emile smith rose your Saka's, your Aubameyang's with his overlapping runs. He is an outstanding crosser of the ball. Mentally, he is exceptional. He is the one player you know Arsenal will not give up on any lost cause. Uh, I don't think this will really cost them too severely against Slavia Prague, although they're a much better team than they get credit for. But, you know, this is this is a hammer blow for Arsenal. One of the worst players they could lose. And Martin Odegaard's a doubt as well.
2: I just wanted to say that you forgot that he tucks his shirt in. You know, he oh, he respects the old school, uh, Mr. Tierney. And and he had a huge goal against Olympiacos. You know, I think that speaks to your, your point that it looked like not necessarily the game was in the balance, but but his goal really kind of gave them the energy to go on and, and uh, finish that tie off, so...
1: Yeah, yeah. we also have some other injuries too, right? David Luiz, what's, what's the latest on him? What's going on? Oh,
2: I meant Benfica. Did I say, uh, sorry, I meant Benfica. His yeah, well,
1: well done. Good good note there. Good you. Uh What what else is going on with Arsenal very quickly bench as they look ahead to this Europa League quarterfinal?
0: Yeah, so as I reported on, was that Saturday night? Straight after the Liverpool game? Yep. Uh, David Luiz was due to go for surgery. He has been for surgery. Arsenal are being really, really quiet about uh, recovery dates. From what I heard from people... Close to the sort of medical team, that's a, an injury that could rule him out potentially for the season as well. So you've got the the play, two players basically that are the most important in, in how you build play. Uh, in Luis, still an excellent ball playing centre back, even if he does go walkabout sometime. And Tierney, it's it's this is massive. This is going to be really. This has made the 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 remainder of the season really tough for Arsenal.
1: Yeah, it's going to be difficult. Jimmy, uh, your thoughts just on the fixture itself, I guess, uh, as Arsenal look ahead to the quarterfinals, but also as we look ahead to the Premier League as well, but specifically right now for this Europa League uh, matchup.
2: Yeah, I would say that uh, it gives me pause for their back line that Tierney's out, David Luiz is out. Whatever you think of those guys, they're something about consistency and having the same players run out and getting being around a certain system and and understanding their movements, right? When you're, when you're playing with the same players, there's a rapport that gets built an unspoken rapport that gets built based because you know, on how they, they, how they move ultimately. And when you have to make decisions in split seconds, it's nice to know that the guys around you. So I think it'll be a big loss for them. They haven't had a clean sheet in 13 consecutive games. The last time they had a clean sheet was January 30th against Manchester United. So I don't think, they're going to have another clean sheet against Slavia Prague, frankly. Uh, Gabriel was not good against Liverpool on the weekend. I don't think anybody really stood out. And I guess I have a question for Ben uh, eventually about Pierre and Marika Bamian and whether if Smith Rowe come back into the team and Saka as well, do you drop a Bamian? I don't necessarily blame him. He can only do so much. I mean, if he's making great runs and people don't see it, what is he supposed to do? And I thought he did make a couple of good runs against Liverpool that uh, didn't get rewarded. So that's a con- big, big conversation. And... Uh, yeah, I got some I got some thoughts uh about that. But with regard to to the Czech team, I just want to say they're on a twenty-one game unbeaten streak. Uh they haven't lost since the turn of the year. They are on fire. They took down Leicester City, they took down a very impressive and 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 very good rangers team over two legs and i know a lot of that is being overshadowed and, and rightfully so with the with the racial stuff that's going on and and hopefully that gets addressed in a very meaningful way so that we can continue to eradicate that type of behavior
1: and he's not playing right but it's he's because, not playing because he's injured uh
2: yeah quote unquote injured but i also want to say they're missing their number one goalkeeper he got smashed in the face by kamar roof um and wow. he's out And so they have an 18-year-old who's in goal now who has only started two league games, and that was actually the last two league games. They won 4-0 in one, and they got 0-0 in the other. So he's got two clean sheets, and obviously he came on uh, for the injured goalkeeper at the back end of that Rangers game and, and didn't give up a goal. But still, he's 18 years old, and I think that gives Arsenal... S- some some opportunities just to pepper this guy. However, it would nothing would be more Arsenal than for them not to get any shots on goal against Slavia <laughs> Prague, right? So they're missing this. They're starting def- one of their starting defenders. They're missing their very good goalkeeper and i think that does uh, play into arsenal's hands a little bit but they got to pepper this guy they got to they got to they got to test him if the ball's out wide they got to whip it in to see if he's got the confidence to come off his line and make plays will arsenal actually do that man that's the big question with those guys they're so inconsistent you just don't know but really this is their only competition to play for and and they've overall been pretty good that said, they did lose to Olympiacos. They just lost to Liverpool. It's not like they've been lightened up recently, and and now we're back on. Is Mikel Arteta the right guy? You know, and and that's a shame because I do like Arteta, and I think the culture that he's building will end up uh, bearing some fruit down the line. But but Arsenal have to stick with him, and I think that's the big question mark whether they will or not.
1: Well, in the Europa League, fifteen different players have scored for Arsenal uh, this season. That's the most unique uh, scorers uh, of any side. This season so that says something about this 18 year old goalkeeper but to your point jimmy uh, and bench you can add here you know one of the things that worried me about that loss against liverpool was that you know arteta keeps saying you know it's we're not quite there yet in terms of my vision we're not quite there yet and that's fine i just i don't know what that vision is like it's not it's not possession based at the moment it's not super physical which is fine so uh, I'm just trying to fit. Is it because just the inconsistency and, and also the injuries? What do you expect in the Europa League? Because there has been a different narrative as well. They are in the quarterfinals, which is a big deal.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's okay. I, I mean, you know, it's the it's a bare minimum. it's it <laughs> Arsenal, true. isn't it? Yeah, that's true. Such a James <laughs> response. Though. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> If they're in the, you know, this is Arsenal, the the second richest club in the competition, yeah, and, and the team, a team that should have won it already and should be should have aspirations of winning it this season, I think, you know, that Liverpool game, we tend to, this is what we tend to do, particularly, you know, in the big games, we blow them out to mean big things, and we blew that, and I blew that out with Liverpool. I thought Liverpool's back, baby, might not be. Uh, Arsenal were just diabolical. They just played dreadfully, and sometimes that's just the explanation. Worst game like, of the season. Worst game of Arteta's reign. Worst, not quite the worst game post venger and we'll talk about Emery in a bit. Um, but, but it's uh, up it, there. It's it, what, it is right up there. Yeah. I mean, it, it. I think he has a Arteta has a tendency to, to just not kind of stick to things that work and to to overcomplicate a little bit. But I think he will learn. With Aubameyang, it's you know you play him at centre forward, and he he is what you would expect from a 31 year old Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. He's still getting in good positions. His xG's been really high since Christmas. But but you know you, if you have him tracking Trent Alexander Arnold, what a waste of time! What a waste of mm-hmm. of, of his qualities. Um, I think you know they they are they are getting places. They would like to be a possession led team. I think they really needed that creator, that person to to dictate play from from inside. You know they're going to play quite. What we consider quite classic, modern Premier League football, overlapping wing wing backs. There's some interesting tactical things they do, but uh, yeah, I mean he he, he, I mean he doesn't even say we're close. He says they are really far away, and they are. They need a new midfielder. They need new centre back. They need right back. You know they need a lot, and that's why they need to win this tournament. Don't we say that
2: every season with Arsenal?
0: Yeah, I feel like that's
2: the same. Rinse and repeat. Oh, well, they, I completely need agree. they need a center, they need a center back, they need a striker. It's like the same thing every season. It's pretty funny, actually.
0: I think you see the steps in the right direction. Gabriel, I actually sure, think he, sure, cool. sure. he was okay against Liverpool. At least you could see there that there was someone that could eventually defend against Liverpool. And he's he's only young. Partey looks great. You just kind of need it. Turns out you needed players to partner them. Mm-hmm. Um it's a long way off, but I think that I think there's talent, I think there's talent on the coaching staff. Um, and I think in the end, the, the the key thing on and off the pitch is Arsenal have been constantly churning, rebuilding, executive level. They've had saying, Yay, and Tat, they've all come and gone. You need to just, you, you just need, even if it might be the wrong plan, you just need to see it through a bit further and build a sort of common understanding of, of what it is you want from Arsenal. But. He needs, to, he needs to get that Champions League money. He needs to win this competition. It's going to be tough. Um, Sima is their top scorer, the right winger for Slavia Prague. And he's going to be attacking a, a left flank that might be Saka, might be Cedric. Mm-hmm. That's going to be really hard. I think this game is going to be tough. But look. You know, Arsenal have, have the quality to win this comfortably and they have the quality to win the tournament. But we'll they
1: do. What do you think, Jimmy? And finally, we've ended with your uh, betting lines because we do have some other games as well that we have to uh, discuss. Of course.
2: Well, like we, we do, and I think our audience actually welcomes it. We have a little parlay parte, the La yeah, Fiesta on Thursday. So, James Bench, welcome, my friend. Bienvenidos. I want well, to say. Well, hold up. Do I have
1: a parlay parte music? We, we need no, some. that's a oh, that's a plus.
2: We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it <laughs> out. That.
1: <laughs> all right. Talk to me, Jimmy. This, this is
2: the one that when I look at all the matchups, I feel like you could say, well, you know, Manchester United should beat Granada. I know we'll get into all these games. Villarreal should beat Z- Zagreb, and Ajax Roman's a little bit on the bounce. But if I'm looking at a draw, I could see Arsenal completely pulling an arsenal here and drawing 1-1 against Slavia Prague and then having to go to the Czech Republic and having to get a result and maybe scraping by somehow in some late Aubameyang goal so that everybody's back on the Aubameyang hype train, you know? Uh, it just feels like that type of season where they're going to somehow scrape it, like they did against Benfica, where they needed a little bit of magic there at the end to to get through. I don't know. That's the only one that that I'm a little concerned about is... Do I go with a straight-up Arsenal win? That said, if I think about the 18-year-old goalkeeper and I think about some of their injuries in their back line, including the racist guy, uh, <laughs> so I, I know he's still being... Try- I mean, he clearly did something, and, and I believe the person that got offended by that 100%. So the racist guy's out, and, and they've got an 18-year-old goalkeeper. Will Arsenal take advantage of that? Will Slavia Prague obviously make some adjustments? They've got two clean sheets you know, since, since the Rangers game. I could see a 1-1 one, one here. So this is the only one, everybody. If we're going to do a parlay with all four teams, and I think we should, I mean, that's part of the fun. I don't know. I want you guys' thoughts. If you, you guys can lean me one way or the other. Slavia Prague's not going to win this. It's either just going to be a draw or a win, I think. Anybody?
1: Oh, anybody? we're all thinking. I thought you were going to keep yeah. going. Did you like that? There was a I was nice silence. Like, no, I, listen, um, I'm with you. I think, uh, I think it's going to be a sticky performance from Arsenal, but they're not going to lose. Uh, I think, because just like Tuchel and Chelsea, and this, by the way, comes out after that game of the Champions League, so it might bite me in the whatever, but he's not going to want to concede. He's going to want to keep it compact and organized and resilient, especially when they don't have the ball. So I'm with you. I'm going I'm going with a draw here. What do you think, James? Are you being more optimistic? Yes,
0: obviously. Uh, I'm going to go 1-0 win. Um, okay, I, so, I, I do think they can keep it tight. They're uh, a better team. They're all right, good. so... So parlays out then, Jimmy. So Jim. So James are, we, are,
2: we, are we gonna scrap this game then?
1: Well, so just gonna, keep. Let, let's keep going quickly on the other ones. Let's get okay, to I'll, I'll, Ar- I'll
2: do Arsenal to win, okay? Because I do want to see them play Villarreal in the next round, and I want to keep those positive vibes. So we'll say Arsenal to win. I'll say two one is kind of where I was leaning before. Either one one or two one to favor Arsenal, just because of that goalkeeper. They have to test him, and if he makes a mistake early, his confidence is to go down. I think they could get that second one there. All right,
1: go. let's give Arsenal that win. Okay. Let's go next. What do you want to go? Granada, Manchester United.
2: Okay, Granada, Manchester United. Interesting game in particular. United cannot afford to come out in the first 45 minutes like they did against Brighton. Uh, very lackluster. That said, they still showed some backbones, showed some character, and got some too late goals from, from Greenwood and Rashford to to see themselves through. Granada are coming in off back-to-back league defeats. They're 36 points in La Liga. 10 behind sixth place and 12 points above the relegation zone with nine games left to go. They're pretty much in mid table purgatory for the rest of the season. And back to, to back
1: league defeats, by the way, sorry to interrupt back to back league defeats against a very average Valencia, by the way, as well. So, and,
2: yeah. and coming out of the break, they got slapped around by Villarreal 0 So I don't know about this Granada team. I'm a big fan of what Diego Martinez, their manager has done to even get them in this position. This is the farthest it's they've been in Europe. That said, I feel like Ole Gunnar. You know, this is—are we down on him again? I don't know. It's just like it's just such a roller coaster. I'm very similar to Mikel Arteta at Arsenal. Is he the right guy? Is he not the right guy? You know, and I feel like we run into that uh, that narrative quite a bit. I do think though that, that Manchester United are excellent away from home. Uh, they seem to show something a little bit different when they're away from home. It's like they relax a little bit more and, and make plays. I just think they're going to have too much. I think the dream for Granada is going to be over. What makes me a little concerned is that Granada's won the first leg in their last two knockout rounds. So they beat Napoli 2-0. They beat Molda 2-0. And then they lost the second legs 2-1 and got that that away goal or, or went through on away goals um, or, or needed that, that, that last gasp goal away from home to get through. But they've lost those two. They've actually only won two out of their last six Europa League games. They lost to PSV Eindhoven and and they tied Pauk before rolling into the the knockout rounds and won one and lost one in in both of their knockout rounds, but did just enough to squeak through. I think the dream's going to be over. If they can score early, because you can do this against Manchester United and make them feel a little bit unsure of themselves, that's a possibility that they could do it. But I don't see them winning the first leg because of how good United is away from home. Though I do want to show a ton of respect for Granada to even get to this point.
1: Yeah. Um, no Eric Bailey, James Bench uh, positive for COVID. No Anthony Marcial. Aside from that, you know, uh, Juan Mata returns. So back to uh, Spain for this one. What do you make of it very quickly before we make the decision on which way we're going to go?
0: Yeah. I, I mean, I, I was more intrigued by Granada because last season there was such a wonderful story and it was built on real defensive solidity. You know, they didn't give away easy goals. And that's pretty much exactly what they're doing at the moment losing 3-0 to Villarreal, losing to, to as you say, pretty average Valencia team. I mean, they look like they're they're on the beach already. I guess naturally you raise your levels against Manchester United, but this Man United team are so good at punishing the, the, the lightest mistakes. They, you know, they have this brilliant habit of getting goals that you just never saw coming. I... I I mean I think it'd be a real real shame that you know Granada aren't really gonna be able to do enough. But there's a again, there's a quality golf. You know, it's Bruno Fernandes against kind of the a mid-table La Liga team. You you have to go with Man United quite comfortably.
1: Um do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, sure though, Jimmy's looking ahead too much he to might- Tottenham a little bit?
2: I think he might be. They are in second right now, just to catch everybody up on the table on 60 points. Leicester are in third on 56. You know, they're way behind Man City. I think that's pretty clear they're going to win the title this season. But, yeah, I mean, they still need to scrape a few, a few more wins, I think, to really solidify that second-place status. And uh, I think Leicester will obviously be scraping, too. I think it's going to be really tough for, for that fourth-place position this year. It should come down to the last weekend. So, yeah, I think a little bit. But this is the competition that I think they're going to put all their eggs in their basket especially in this first leg, very similar to what they did to Real Sociedad. And we could argue Manchester United's had the toughest road so far in the knockout rounds. Drawing Real Sociedad and then AC Milan is, is, is pretty ridiculous. So they're going to probably feel, oh, well, that they're going to relax against Granada because they've got you know this team that has nothing to lose, massive underdogs. And sometimes those are harder teams to play than the ones that will go at you and play you even and straight up like Milan is kind of open on both, both sides. I do think they're going to try to, put their flag in the ground right away, try to get a big early uh, lead like they did against Real Sociedad and that second leg becomes kind of dead. Uh, that's worked a great effect for them in, in previous uh, matchups and and I suspect they're going to go for it and then hopefully have enough guys to be healthy for Tottenham. That game's just going to be ugly anyway. You can just already see it, Mourinho. Uh, but but that'll be part of our preview for tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Um, Granada, by the way, was going to be the 11th different Spanish side Man United have faced in major European competition. United is no stranger to facing Spanish sides. All right, so we're going for a sneaky United win here, all of us, is that yeah. right? Yep. Yeah. James?
0: Yep, yeah, for sure. Uh,
1: all right, so we got an Arsenal and a United in the parlay. I'm not, I'm not seeing too much money coming back from that, Jimmy Conrad, unless we, we, we make it a little spicier coming no. up. Um,
2: You're you're right. I I got uh, right now with those two teams winning, it's plus 148. So you bet 100 to win 148 or 10 to win 14 bucks.
1: All right. Well, let's go Ajax or Roma then.
2: Okay. This is is an interesting one. As you guys know, uh, both teams pretty good. I've got some fun facts about this and I'll find it eventually. But right now the hosts will be Ajax. It's in Amsterdam for this one are looking to... Equal record of 11 successive home wins in this competition, while the visitors, Roma, 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 have won all four matches in this year's knockout phase, both home and away. So there's something to be said for that. And they took down a Shakhtar Donetsk that a lot of people feared. And they took down Braga, who prior to that, that, you know, you never know, you can't sleep on Portuguese teams in European competition. So I was actually pretty impressed with Roma so far. I just think Ajax have got the goods. They took down Lille two one over both legs. Uh, young boys played like young boys, and and Ajax definitely showed that they were the men in that matchup. I'm just going to continue to use that joke till till it dies, and then I resurrect it and continue to use it till it dies again. Uh, Ajax are unbeaten since December. They've won 18 out of their last 19 matches in all competitions. Uh, Roma have won only one of their last four. And at the weekend, they managed a 2-2 draw with Sassuolo. And what was interesting about that game was that Paulo Fonseca, the manager for Roma, they're currently in seventh, by the way, in the table, so they're not even in a European spot anymore. Lazio, their big rivals, have leapfrogged over them. He went with a 4-4-2. And I actually like two strikers, uh, so I'm not opposed to that, but that's the first time he's used that formation all season. And if you're grasping at straws at this point to try to find the right formation for your guys, I'm not saying you lost the plot, but... God damn, what's going on over there? That's kind of, that's my thought. So I'm leaning towards Ajax for all the reasons that I've just explained. Everything's trending in their direction. I think they know who they are. I think they know what their best lineup is. Whereas with Roma, uh, you know, they can come out and and slap you around, but they're also very inconsistent. And without Chris Smalling, their back line seems, I don't know, a little vulnerable. I I feel like he does make a difference. And and when he's not in there, I think it's evident. So uh, I don't know. I'm not feeling Roma, even though I support them. They're my Serie A team. I think that Ajax are just better
1: yeah uh and this is the last the last time they faced each other by the way it was 2002 2003 in the champions league when Ajax won two one james Benj, i'm seeing just Ajax's momentum continuing here
0: what do you what do you think well i'm assuming that half the roma team were playing back then anyway because it, it is, <laughs> yeah exactly europe's retirement home yeah. um i really oh, that's like... brian reynolds by the
2: way <laughs> well
0: Yeah, except Brian Reynolds, the the whole youth movement of AS Roma. Yeah. I really like this Ajax team. I think, you know, young boys are one of those sticky Europa League teams that we will take for granted and then get knocked out by. And they did a really impressive job on Lille. Um, I think of the teams left, they're the highest in terms of per game XG, scoring per game. They look like a real force. They've got so many weapons to beat you. Anthony and, and David Neres on the flanks. Love... I mean, what I really like about Anthony is that we're at that stage of Brazilian football naming where it's just sort of like the names of 1950s boys from the UK, like Anthony, Joshua, I imagine there must be a Joshua. Definitely, I'm enjoying that. Bill. Tadic uh, as well. He's outstanding. We've seen him do it in European competitions. Brian, Bro- Brian Brobby, really hard name to say, but a really good player. I like, I, th- I think this Ajax team might be the second best in the competition um, yeah, behind Man United. Happily, they're both playing, they're both probably going to be playing each other in the semi finals. Yeah, I, I, th- I am in many ways, this is one of the ones I'm more confident on predicting quite a comfortable Ajax win. They're, they're a really good team. So I look forward to Roma to Ajax now.
1: Well, give us, uh, Jimmy, very quickly any betting tips because let's put Ajax in there. Uh, no, I'm
2: just going to throw Ajax into the parlay. That uh, is jumps it up to plus 384. So okay, if, uh,
1: now we're if, talking.
2: If we have the two Premier League teams winning and Ajax winning, that is plus 384, which is pretty good value. And that leads us to Dinamo Zagreb versus Villarreal. Listen, I'm just going to make this one short and sweet. Villarreal are very good in this competition. and They have a manager that knows how to win it in Une Emery. Zagreb? obviously came out of nowhere and shocked the world and themselves after their manager got thrown in jail and they put three up on, on Tottenham to come back and win that one three to two unbelievable performance I think there will be somewhat of an emotional high or letdown after uh after that type of thing but um Love Orsic if you guys didn't see it he had the hat trick in that one a sublime hat trick I'd like to add so I just I just don't know about the zagreb team i think they're going to run into a very professional Villarreal team that knows how to get it done there's an incredible stat about gerard moreno who's something special by the way for for the yellow submarine uh he had he, in it, he scored or assisted 21 goals in 13 13 games for via real in 2021
1: yeah fantastic if,
2: if they can somehow slow down gerard moreno they might have a chance i just think this guy's on something something different this season and I've been really impressed with him in particular. And I'm just not going against Unay Emery. I'm just not going against him. So I'm I'm gonna throw Villarreal in in the thing, but before I give you guys what that line looks like, I think they're gonna win. Uh I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts on this.
1: Yeah, well, uh Benj Villarreal uh Arambin in this season in Europa League, winning nine times, drawing only once. Uh also Dynamo Sig Dinamo Sagre, by the way, have only won just one of their 14 games against Spanish opposition. But guess who that was against? Villarreal, uh, (laughs) but it was back in 2010. So, but everything's pointing to uh, El Submarino Amarillo. What do you say, James
0: Bench? And yet, is it all pointing to El Submarino Oh, (laughs) what are you doing, James? Are you going to ruin our parlay, James Bench? Clearly, they're the favorites. (laughs) Clearly, if you're putting a bet on with the intention of actually winning your money back and a bit of extra, you should bet on Villarreal. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. This dude, this Dinamo Zagreb team is really good. It is, it is. I, you know, I, I saw them in the first leg, which they lost comprehensively, but were really good against Tottenham. Lovely build-up play, uh, Lovro Majer, young he young Croatian midfielder with Luka Modric's hair and Luka Modric's (laughs) brain. I don't know how they've done it, but by God, they've resurrected Luka Modric before. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Mislav Orsic, he does it in this competition consistently. Not just this season. He's done it in past years. In the end, he's something that any defender hates playing. He's electric pace. Petkovic, he puts himself about a bit. He's difficult. uh, The sort of defender that a striker that would really annoy the life out of defenders, so like, yes, look, maybe this is just that, you know, as an Arsenal fan, my history with Unai Emery is chequered and I'd rather not see him again at the Emirates Stadium. But you know, Dinamo Zagreb are really good at football. I think they've got a good chance here. I mean, you know, you guys parlay on your easy money, VRL and the English teams, but you'll be you'll be watching the game thinking, oh man, I wish, I wish I'd backbench. I wish I'd trusted him and parlayed on Dinamo Zagreb.
1: Well, no, I tell you what. If we do that, we're going to get fired because we're trying to get people money, and you're completely <laughs> ruining the narrative. Uh, but you make a very good point. You know, it's not a coincidence that uh, Zagreb is here. But Jimmy, just put in Villarreal in there. I just want to see what that uh, what that gives back.
2: Okay, so if we have Man United winning, Villarreal winning, Ajax winning, and Arsenal winning, that pays plus eight forty three.
1: That's very now, good.
2: It's it's pretty good when you we're basically picking all the favorites to win. But we
1: could do this, right? Let's see. Let us please both of you. Let's say Arsenal draws, and let's say Zagreb wins. Which I just don't think is going
2: to. Zagreb's not going to win. I, I might I right, might listen to Bench and say a draw, but I don't know. I, I think that of the four games, I think one will be a draw. I really do. I just I just we'd have to decide which one it's going to be. So if I if I put those in as draws with Man United and Ajax winning, that pays. It'll, we bet hundred bucks we'll win forty one hundred.
1: See, I love that.
2: That is that is next level. We were would definitely go to Vegas if that All right. hits.
1: Well, let's do it. Uh a, a cheeky That's... 10 10 10 bucks in that.
2: Wait, wait, I just think we should do one draw. I don't know if we should do both. I think Villarreal is gonna win. I think the draw is gonna be with Arsenal. Let's Slavo do this.
1: Plus. Let's do two parlays. Let's okay. do two okay. Parlay. Okay, let's okay. do one where um Arsenal wins, United wins. IX uh, wins. wins but
2: Zagreb and Villarreal draw
1: yes and then let's do the other one where it's all wins
2: okay the other the one that's all wins is plus 843 the one with uh Villarreal drawing is plus
1: 1500 <laughs> I mean come on Ben you are going to be happy with that right I mean we're telling you that your Zagreb's gonna get a draw this is,
2: this is the bench parlay by the way because he gets his draw with I don't know. End. Maybe maybe you want Dinamo Zagreb to win. I don't know if you want that bench. I know. I think I think a draw is fair. They'll okay. win the second leg. Gee,
0: okay, we got two parlays <laughs> then. It's Two parlays.
2: Okay, so we have one where where we pick all the favorites to win. Yep. That's plus eight forty three, and then we have this one, the bench parlay, which was the 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 only thing that changes is the draw between Zagreb and Villarreal. Yep. Then that that is plus fifteen hundred.
1: We're going we're going to Vegas, baby. We're going oh, we're 100. going. Okay. Oh yeah. Uh, all right. Listen, before we leave everybody, I want to do something with Jimmy and James very quickly. I just want to give me your final. Well, give me your semifinals and final. So, you know, just think about it for a second. Um, but as we're talking and figuring it all out, I want you to give me just what the outcome's going to be. And I guess, I guess if you feel brave enough, give me your champion. I can tell you mine in third, you know, after I ask you if you want, like, that's how confident I am of what's going to happen. Let's go with you, uh, James Bench. What say you, what's your semifinals?
0: Well, well, like you, I've already filed mine. So I know <laughs> yeah. who, how this is going to so work. Well, open out. that PDF. And uh, <laughs> the, the, so I have, despite what I've just been saying, I have Arsenal against Villarreal in one final. Yep. and I have Manchester United against uh, semifinal, and Manchester United against Ajax in the other semifinal.
1: Okay, stop right there because that's exactly mine. Okay, let's God, so let's stay genius. in semifinals, Jimmy. So so Just semifinals, Jimmy. Just semifinals. I
2: understand. I understand. I do think it'll be Manchester United Ajax. Okay, in, in one semifinal,
1: we're all in agreement there.
2: Yes. So I, I think Real will definitely be in there. I could. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> there could be one upset. I think there could be one, and I think that Slavia Prague has the best chance.
1: James Page, he, he doesn't have Arsenal in the semi-finals. No, no,
2: I do. I want to see it. I already said it. Listen, I preface the whole... I'm wearing an Arsenal scarf and a Villarreal jersey. That's what I want to see because the narratives there are just too amazing. I want to see that. I just want to throw in there that I think Slavia Prague could upset another British team. Oh, And sure. And, 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 and Arsenal... Just could Arsenal, and, and that's all I'm gonna say. Uh, but but I, I want to see Arsenal go through, so I'll say Arsenal via Real, which okay. means we're all in
1: agreement. So we all have the semifinals uh, that we think is gonna happen. All right, let's go with your final then. Uh, James Bench, give me your final,
0: Arsenal Man United. So I've done <laughs> everything the other bracket as well. Me too, all I have English. it all Premier League, me all too, all English. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> people are gonna think I'm some little wee Britain <laughs> English idiot. But watch me be right. Watch me. Uh, all right. So you have uh, Arsenal,
1: Manchester United in the Europa League final. Jimmy Conrad, what say you?
2: Arsenal is not getting past Villarreal. That's what I'm going to start with. So I'm going to say Villarreal in the final. And I'll go Manchester United over Ajax. So so United versus Villarreal.
1: That's a tasty one. That's exactly my final because I want Unai Emery redemption. How dare you minimize him because he doesn't speak your precious Queen's English. Guess what? (laughs) He is the king of this tournament. I I want Arsenal in the semis and I want a good game, but I want Unai Emery to taste the sweet, sweet sugars of redemption against Arsenal. It's not going to happen anymore. Uh, But uh, I did have an old premier league final in this one, but then I thought, no, Unai Emery. So I have Villarreal, Manchester United. Everybody has Manchester United in the final, by the way, uh, which I, is wouldn't, I
2: pretty- wouldn't sleep on this Ajax team, though. I mean, I, I, that one will be very close. And uh, I, if Ajax got through, I wouldn't be surprised. But I think Manchester United might just have a little bit more.
1: Yeah. Are we putting too much confidence on this Manchester United squad, James Bench?
2: 100%. <laughs> Even though my name's not James Bench. I'm going to say 100%. No, I know yeah. What? what Jimmy said.
1: Yeah. Uh, All right, everybody. Well, that's our Europa League preview. I hope that you use those parlays.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did I not say the winners? James Bench, who wins this whole thing? Right. So, first of all, I'm not an optimistic, blind faith fan of my football club. You are so going to pick Arsenal. You absolutely. Mikel Mikel Arteta has never lost to Manchester United. He has never lost to them. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Arsenal, your Europa League champions.
2: What is, what is Ben's drink? What are you drinking today? Can you can you share that with the rest of us? That
0: the <laughs> under, aid you're drinking has
2: got some got some flavor to it. Jimmy, Kieran
1: Tierney is going to get out of the hospital. <laughs> yeah. and he's just going like,
2: to... Oh, my. All right. Yeah. You have
1: Arsenal winning, winning the Europa League. What say you, Jimmy Conrad?
2: Listen, it's Europa League. That means a La Liga team is going to win it. I am going to say Villarreal.
1: Via Real winning it, uh, and I say Manchester United.
2: Wow, um, we're all on different.
1: We are, we are, but, but I, I, and watch Zagreb win the whole thing. Just wait, just wait. Uh, but that's it. That's our Europa League preview. I hope you enjoyed it. Before we leave, I want final thoughts from these two lovely gentlemen.
0: James Bench, begin with you. Nothing about Arsenal. Give me something else. It's not about Arsenal at all. Uh, if you go on cbsports.com now, you can read my interview with Harvey Elliott. If you go oh, it's CBS, very good. Please read it. Yeah, he's brilliant. If you go on cbsports.com on Friday, you can read my piece with Daryl D. K. Oh, nice. I love what you mean. Your best friend, Daryl D. K. Man, we're friends now. We text. Yeah, your
1: text friends. <laughs> are you sending each other Instagram messages? Oh no, you Those don't, don't phones
0: just buzzed. It's not him. <laughs> it's, not, it, it's his mom saying leave him <laughs>
1: alone please. Yeah. Jimmy Conrad final thoughts.
2: I just wanted to say congratulations to Man City and Kevin De Bruyne. He just signed a new contract that will put him with the club through 2025. He's 29 years old. So hopefully he doesn't fall down the same this is me throwing some Arsenal shade uh, down the same path as signing an older player who might be past it, even though we all know Kevin De Bruyne has not passed it. But once they got the big contract, things changed. Uh Ozil, eh, didn't play so well after the big contract. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, eh, didn't play so well after the big contract. That said, I think Kevin De Bruyne, De Bruyne is uh, obviously in a different, different setup with uh, some pretty good players around him, so I don't think it'll make too much of a difference. But it is very cool for City to be able to build around a player that has... Clearly, I don't think he's hit his peak yet. I mean, he is very special.
1: Do you think Zinchenko went in his place to sign the contract? Or- <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, he, they um, Macaulay Calkin from Home Alone, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, and-
1: yeah, exactly. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, one of the best midfielders ever at this point now, James.
2: Ever is yeah. a strong word. Ever. But-
1: um, oh, I, that's think, I think happened. in terms
0: of the way, it's certainly one of the one of the best of his generation. In terms of like the way he plays, that that sort of you know it hybrid of a number 10 and a number 8 and a right winger we've not seen many like him of his level um yeah he, he's one of the best i can remember in the post zidane era jimmy it, it,
2: his passing's unbelievable I, I love how he picks up the ball in the half turn and then immediately knows whether to to run into space with it or or to make that that weighted pass, you know, that just eludes defenders by like an inch. It's unbelievable. And he does it consistently. It's not like it's once a game. It's like six or seven of those passes in every half. And you're like, dude, what? This guy's just, he's got just made up a different sauce, man. Different gravy, that guy.
1: Yeah. And um, he just looks like such a nice guy. Somebody that would tip above 20% if you went. up. <laughs> do you think? Like he just feels like, he just feels like that kind of person. Uh so well done Kevin De Bruyne I'm very happy for you. All
2: right everybody that's
1: it. Thank you so much Jimmy. Thank you brother.
2: Thank you and thank you for uh having the patience with me as I wear an Arsenal scarf and a VRL.
1: <laughs> hey listen, we have James Bench here so you know we need all the patience we can get.
2: <laughs> James
1: Bench, <laughs> thank you my friend.
2: Unbelievable.
0: Oh, you'll <laughs> never see me again. <laughs> thank you everybody.
1: I want to thank James Bench and Jimmy Conrad for joining me today. Don't forget to follow us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating and review. Leave a five star rating and review. We love to hear your comments and see them and read them. We are on Spotify. We're on Stitcher, YouTube, CBSports.com. Enjoy the games. And don't forget, we have plenty more, including El Clásico preview. So much more to look ahead to. Have a great day.